Kurt had a bit of an accident. Zippity as I heard. It's such a tiny little thing. And it was a rough and tumble touch football league. Dino Palatine Gangneo Neuralgia. <laughs> you can't make me laugh. Ah, oh, that one just, ah. So it's like a mini lightning bolt hitting you. Hitting directly on the nerve. laughing because it is time for another edition, another episode, another spot in the series that is Smart Drivel. And this is your co-host, Kurt Schneider. And I'm joined by, of course, John Ellenthal. By the way, could we have more? If we had another host, could it still be co? Is co just two or is co multiple? I think it actually is multiple, even though maybe it shouldn't be. Think of the three rivers in Pittsburgh, right? You got the Allegheny, the Ohio, and the Monongahela, and they call it the confluence of the three rivers. Shouldn't it be the trifluence of the three rivers? Same issue. I think con should be two. I agree. So co is two. Yeah. So we we would have another co-host, but if you wanted to call that person our tri-host, because that's you, then I don't want to get in the way of you being you. At high school sports teams, you have a captain if there's just one, you have co-captains if there's two, or you have tri-captains if there's three. You don't have co-captains three. Maybe it's dealer's choice, Kurt, and both are acceptable. I prefer... What are we talking about today? For our listeners out there, you may have noticed in Kurt's countenance and energy level so far that he is not amped up to 11 like he normally is. And that's because, unfortunately, right around Thanksgiving, Kurt had a bit of an accident. So, Kurt, tell us what happened to you and the injuries you suffered, because they are legitimate injuries. This one goes to 11. I think everyone should watch This is Spinal Tap, by the way. One of the funniest movies ever. The first mockumentary. It's fantastic. If nothing else comes out of today's podcast, but that you watch Spinal Tap, this is Spinal Tap, then this will have been a successful episode for us. So Kurt, Kurt had a bike accident, unfortunately, and he can't give you any details because he doesn't remember any of the details because his head was involved in this accident. But you also did damage to several other parts of your body. Please regale us in your injuries, Kurt. So I fell as I'm post putting it together, post accidental putting it together. Obviously, I was turning right, even I don't remember, because everything's on my right side. I did get a concussion, mild, listeners, mild. That's good, because I had a lot of concussions when I was a youth playing sports. So I was worried about that. Mild concussion, separated sprained right shoulder, which is radiating pain now down into my pec, and it's all up in my AC joint. I broke a few ribs up high, and I punctured my lung, which caused it to collapse. Well, that's not good. So that's a legitimate number of injuries. But while I was sympathetic to Kurt for several days because he was in the hospital and this is a big deal, yesterday he updated me on his injuries. Because you very nicely checked in on me. I did. But yesterday I reached out with a text and I said, you think you've had a difficult week physically. I've had a cold sore for the last three days. And while a cold sore is no competition for a punctured lung and everything else, 
it did get us talking about all of these little, truly minor aches and pains that we have that hurt so much more than that you think they should hurt. So today's episode is called Big Little Pains, and we're going to talk about little things that happen to us, happen to our bodies, that pretty much bring our system to tilt or halt. So would you like to kick us off with one, Kurt? Well, it happened to me last week before my accident. It was touch and go of which was hurting me more. I clipped one of my fingernails too short. Ooh, ooh. I was in so much damn pain all night, all the next day. All I did was clip a fingernail. And by the way, your fingernails have no, have no feeling because they're like just pure calcium, I guess, right? It's like hair. But I figured out why does cutting your fingernails too short hurt? And that's because you're exposing, when you do it too short, the nail bed underneath. And that nail bed is now exposed to all the pressure of everything out there because it lost its shield. And that's the pain. I would like our listeners to know that as you were talking about cutting your nail too short, you were waving your middle finger at me, which you can't pick up on a podcast. And Kurt was not telling me to go F myself. I believe that was the finger where you cut the nail too short. It was. And actually, also, my younger son, when he was a ninth grader in high school in Woodshop, the bandsaw came in and caught his oh, 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 and ripped off and cut into it. Oh. Fingernail, and he lost his whole fingernail, lost the whole bed. You know, By the way, it reminds me of a story. Before you tell your story, I'm not squeamish when it comes to, and I think I have a high pain tolerance. After all, I hang out with you a lot, but I think I have a high physical pain tolerance. But the notion of losing your fingernail, what's that? My ribs are broken. I can't laugh. Okay, I'm sorry. But the notion of having your fingernail removed, ah, oh, that one just, ah. So when I was a young buck in New York City after college, I played in a uh, football league. And it was a rough and tumble touch football league. <laughs> and one game, I intercepted a pass and I was running back and I stopped really short. And my feet slammed into the front of my cleats. My big toe got a blood blister underneath the nail to the point that hurt so much. I couldn't walk. I was hobbling. So I was at the, we had the, the company I worked for had its own gym. I was at the gym working out, but I couldn't walk. And this one guy said, what happened? I told him, he said, very simple. Here's what you do. You take a paper clip, you take a lighter and you light the paper clip until it glows orange. And you go straight down in and you puncture that. I said, get the heck out of here. I'm going to the doctor. That sounds great, actually. I enjoy stuff like that. I said, I'm going to the doctor. You're crazy. I go to the doctor. Doctor looks at it, pulls out of his pocket a paper clip, pulls out a lighter. He lights the paper clip. He goes through my nails, just like Vesuvius. The thing shoots way up about six feet in the air, all this blood and pus and everything. And I felt remarkably better. It was pus too. You just said blood. Now you got pus in there. Are you overdoing it? Is that, was there really pus? There was something in there. It was flying up. I, I just was so happy. Yeah. When you have something like that and the pressure gets relieved, it really is. I had something similar that I don't think I want to share because it's disgusting. So I'll move on. But yeah. you mentioned cutting your fingernails too short, which is the perfect example of what we're talking about here. Let's stick with the fingers, Kurt. Have you had a hangnail recently? Not recently, but they are painful. It's such a tiny little thing. But when you have a hangnail, 
you always bang it. It's incredibly sore. And it seems to, you know, stay on your mind all day or for a couple of days. Or you catch it, you put your hand in your pocket and it catches. No, sticking with fingers. I'm going to show you my middle finger because it's revenge. But a paperclip. How is it possible? Not a paperclip. You said paperclip. A paper cut. How is it that a paper cut can hurt that bad? It hurts like a mother. And I looked up why, because I really wanted to know why it hurts so bad when you get a paper cut on your fingertips. Not surprisingly, our fingertips are pretty sensitive because we use them to perceive touch and sense pain. Our fingertips have something called the highest tactile spatial acuity in our body, because again, our fingertips do sense a lot of stuff. So we can play the piano so well, too. Exactly. So when you cut them with paper, they're very sensitive. But you get paper cuts at other places in your body, too, that also hurts. They do, because I think you're basically cutting through a lot of nerve. I mean, basically, a lot of these little pains that are really big pains are because those parts of the body are filled with nerve endings. I think paper cuts have been used as torture. I can see why. You ever hear the expression, death by a thousand paper cuts? Yeah. It doesn't relate to actually dying from paper cuts. It just means a lot of little things adding up to a big thing. Well, and that Cat Stevens song, The First Cut's Always the Deepest. Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow? Did she cover that? Yeah, I think it was Cat Stevens who first did it. Rod Stewart covered it. I think a lot of people covered it. I'm not sure who does that song the best, Cat Stevens or Rod Stewart or Cheryl. Cheryl Crow had some good songs. Okay, The First Cut is the deepest, but I don't think it's a song about paper cuts, Kurt. Sure it is. Yes. Is it possible it's about love and stuff, stuff like that? Supposedly, but I took it for paper cuts. That's what I've always thought. What about this, John? Going from, let's stick with the digits. And I don't mean numbers. I mean fingers and total. It's like a digital exam involves your fingers. John, why do does it hurt so darn much when you stub your toe? I mean, you're screaming when you stub your toe. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a perfect example of what we're discussing in. When you stub your toe, you are slamming your toe with a force equal to two to three times your body weight. I suspect that's why. So you're taking this little part of your body and slamming it with two to three times your body weight. It hurts. And and you have the bundle of nerves right there that send a panic alarm to your brain saying, this is pain. You know what? You're a bundle of nerves. Thank you. That's why, that's why it hurts so much when you fall off your bicycle. Because the first cup's the deepest. You know what's not funny, Kurt? The funny bone. Yeah, why is it called the funny bone then? It's not funny. And apparently it's not funny because the ulnar nerve, it has no protection whatsoever. It's basically a skin, a tiny layer of fat. And when you bang it, you're basically hitting directly on the nerve. That's why it hurts so much. By the way, that same thing with your shin. I remember my kids. You remember Razor scooters? Oh, yeah. So my kids had them, and the damn Razor scooter would spin around sometimes, the base of it, when you didn't raise it, and smack you in the shin. That's got the same problem as that ulnar nerve, huh? There's no covering there, right? By the way, was it Thomas Owner or was it his sister Penelope Owner who discovered that nerve? And the, uh, um, I think it was their dog, Joey. So the funny bone got its nickname, not because there's anything funny about it, which we've established, but apparently it's that funny feeling you get after you hit it. 
and it sort of tingles in your fingers a little bit. So you know what it reminds me of a tuning fork. Remember those? A tuning fork. But you'd hit it. Exactly. You'd hit it and it would go. Yeah, so you sort of have that feeling inside your elbow and it apparently connects to your fourth and fifth fingers. So maybe that's where you feel the funny feeling. So it's, would, it's funny, weird, not funny. haha. I'd call it the sense. tuning fork bone, not the funny bone. That's a better name for it. All right, John, what about this one? You and I, because we've had a long day of, of doing a smart dribble podcast. <laughs> yes. Decide to go to a local watering hole and <laughs> we're parched and it's hot. And we say, hmm, what would be good on a hot day? Something oh, cold. How about a frozen margarita? And we are so parched and so excited that we do a zesty cheers because we want to make sure that poison, we clink so hard that the something from my drink goes into your drink and yours into mine so we don't poison each other. And we both drink it fast and then we get that ice cream frozen margarita headache. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you what the technical name for that is, even though I did on a previous podcast, because I happen to know this and uh, yes, how else would I possibly ever use this information? Go for it. Thank you very much for that setup. Ice cream headache, the official medical name is sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. So to our listeners out there have heard me say that before, thank you for indulging me. It's a rare treat to be able to say sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. I actually once played that in Scrabble, a kicked ass. I bet you won that game and probably the next 10 games all at once. I have had 55 years of practice doing things like chewing. Despite all of that practice, once in a while, something goes wrong and I bite my tongue. And that is an effed up feeling. I mean, that will almost bring you to your knees when you bite your tongue. So here's what's crazy about that, John. You bit someone else's tongue? No. The crazy thing about that is... If you were to bite your tongue right now, right, to practice, it would hurt. You would be putting more force into it if you're just doing it yourself now than if you accidentally did it. But you're not having any pain with it. Why? Because you're ready for it. The body's ready for it. Oh, let me see if I bite my tongue, if that's going to hurt. No, it doesn't. You could do it with a lot less force. But when you're not ready for it, zippity, dong, go, go, boom, does that hurt? Yeah, so there's some sort of subconscious thing going on that intensifies the pain when it's unexpected, which is probably true with a lot of these. Well, because your body protects itself when it knows it's coming, right? That is an excellent explanation. Thank you for that. Sure. Staying with biting your tongue. Please. After we have our frozen margaritas, we have too many of them and we're famished. So we order from the place next door, hey, Vinny, we want pizza here. So we get pizza and we're so hungry we take it right out of the box, we eat it, and we burn the crap out of the roof of our mouths. Oh, man. Now, I don't find that to, I find that uncomfortable, but I don't find that like a searing pain, even though it lingers for, you know, the next couple of days. But that's not one of those pains, even though I don't like it, that just, you know, brings your system to a halt, like biting your tongue. And that would be what this episode about. You're right. So we'll get rid of that. The reason why I said Vinny, by the way. I thought you would like to insult Italians. Will you be making mafia jokes now? And that's why I was not insulting Italians. We had a great pizzeria in the town I grew up in. It was called Vinny's Pizzeria. And my first ever date in fifth grade was with Mary, Mary McCullough. I took Mary McCullough and Pat Conlon took Becky Skank. And the four of us walked you, to Vinny's Pizzeria. 
Okay, so you go next. You expect me to let that pass, don't you? Yep. Okay, I'm going to let it pass because that's probably the right choice. Have you ever gotten... This one blows my mind that it hurts so much. Have you ever gotten a little pimple, not on the tip of your nose, but somewhere up in the nostril that must be the underside of the tip of your nose? It's a little, you can't even see it. Boy, does it hurt. A little nose pimple. Do you know that that's actually what brought Alexander the Great to his knees? That's what ruined him. And it also crushed Roman society. So yes, I have had one of those. (laughs) Why does it hurt so much? I'll tell you why it hurts so much. Please do, because I want to know. Just like your shin, just like your elbow, there's very little extra stuff around there, especially inside the nose to protect it. And it's very oily as well, or unctuous, as you can sometimes describe a person who you're not sure of their intentions. And you're kind of like a little of this, they're kind of oily, unctuous. I heard you. Oily. Unctuous, but unctuous is better to describe a person than oily. Those are the people you don't trust. You're like, you know what? Like eh. slippery? Like slippery? Now, slippery is different. Slippery is unctuous is just a little. Yeah. Definitely not effervescent. No, 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 no. So Kurt, there must be a, a there must be a bunch of nerves there too, because while there's pressure, I mean the the when you bang your shins, that in a few minutes goes away. Yes. Whereas those little nasal pimple things. That hurts for a long time. So there must be a lot of nerves up there, too. Yeah. How about when you were younger and your two brothers decided to gang up on you and they took off their shoes in the house and they scrubbed their feet against the rug and went up to you and gave you a static shock? Yeah, that's um, that definitely happened. That definitely happened. And since you and I grew up in the 70s, carpeting and carpeting in particular not to mention brown shag carpeting, but that doesn't contribute to the shock. But maybe it does. So yes, <laughs> it does. the Martha Stewart in you is shocked. Yes, but the shag carpeting—it's very easy to sort of uh, get the uh, the energy, the electric reactor going. Jonathan Adler would not like brown shag carpeting, unless, of course, it matches your avocado kitchen appliances. In which case, it's totally fine. So why does static shock hurt so much? Because it's actually heat. It's like a burn. The static sparks are hot. The air is superheated like a lightning bolt. So it's like a mini lightning bolt hitting you. But you did say an important word there, in addition to all the other words too. And that is burn. Because on my list of big little pains is taking your morning hot shower when you have even a mild sunburn it feels like your flesh is on fire. It feels like the frying pan when you test it by putting water in it. Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. do that. Do you really t- do that? Yeah, that's how you see if it's if it's the oil and stuff's hot enough. You take a little bit of water and you go. I just it assume be- it's hot enough and start doing my thing. So well, you're very thoughtful. You come over and eat your vegetables. Yeah. So as our listeners know, you're very thoughtful and deliberate and detail oriented. So it's a surprise to no one except everyone that you would do something like that. How about this one, John? Uh Uh-oh. You're taking your morning constitutional, but you're actually playing an amazing game of words with friends. And so you're so caught up in the words going back and forth and back (laughs) and forth that you're sitting too long. Oh, no. And when you go to stand up, you can't. Because your legs have gone to sleep, are numb, and there's nothing there. That's a lot of pain, and it feels terrible. And it gets worse, because as it wears off, you get the pins and needles, which is hurt painful. 
you know what the pins and needles are called? So that's basically the nerves are regaining their function. It's called parathesis. I didn't do a thesis in college, but I've experienced parathesis many times. Can I tell you a secret, Kurt? Yes. When we talked on the phone earlier today, remember that? Yes. I was in the bathroom. And when you got up? And we didn't have a long conversation, I don't think. So I don't think I ran the risk of parathesis, but I've totally experienced my legs falling asleep. And you know what the worst part of your leg falling asleep is? It's going to be up all night. <laughs> no, that's a different thing. That's the restless leg syndrome. No, but if your leg falls asleep during the day, it's going to be up all night. I, I get it. That, but you know what? Now that we're adults, like it's okay for us now to have ice cream before dinner because we're adults. We can. Okay, I, you just said now that we're adults. At what point did we become adults? Well, by age, by the Jewish calendar, when we turned 13. Okay, well, that doesn't make you, I guess that makes you an adult in the eyes of the Torah. Basically, that means you're now responsible for your own actions. You can't be blaming your parents for everything. And when you're 18, you can go to war, but you're not allowed to drink in this country. But when 16, 20, you can drive a car. When you're 21, you, you can drink. Remember what they when talk about a, a, a uh, confectionery that was of the time, candy cigarettes and bubblegum cigars. It's so a that boy. Kids can pretend. Yes, yeah, so you might you want to simulate the experience of putting a cigarette in your mouth. So when you're old enough, you can do it with the real thing. Yeah, that probably exactly. was not. Yeah, you're familiar in advertising with the concept of priming the audience yeah. or something. That is some hardcore like capital P priming. Yeah. Be just like mommy and daddy and have a candy cigarette. And I used to love those candy cigarettes. Yeah. And then they had different. I lo- I preferred the bubblegum cigars. Me too. It was, it was different color. I guess it was a pink one for a girl and a blue one well, for a boy. And it said, it's a boy. Well, I don't remember those, but I remember the, the gum cigars that were not for boys. They were just for us to have. And it was those. purple. And right, the purple one I remember too. That's exactly what was in my head. I have scary news for you. You said by age, we are adults. I think by age, we're actually considered mature, which is even more damning than adult. You know what? Maturity is in the eye of the beholder, John. So I've got another one for you before we wrap up today's episode. And we left the nose prematurely because of all of these, the single tiny pain, the big little pain that hurts the most brings tears to my eyes. And I don't even know why I do this. But if you were to pull a hair, a nasal hair, which of course has to come out of the nose, if you were to pull a hair from there, I would probably fall to my knees and shed tears. Have you done that? Yes. And so the question is, are we masochists? Because we, we do it, but we're masochists because we do it over and over again. It's like, oh, there we go. Ah! I do it over and over again. I use one of those little nasal trimmers, but at our age, since that seems to be coming up, our nasal hair grows like a weed. I know you can't laugh today because of your broken ribs and My stuff. My ribs are hurting me. And I yes, those are big, big pains. As far as big little pains, I think we covered a lot of them. I think we did. And I think this is interesting. It, you know what's nice about this episode, John? What's it, that? sort of dovetails away from acronyms and oxymorons and homophones. We like words a lot, and this is something that's different. We try to take a break from words sometimes. We do love words. Well, listen, thank you. And of course, Kurt, I hope you continue to feel better. Those are really sucky injuries. 
And it's no fun to be in the hospital, especially during COVID, but it's never any fun to be in the hospital. So thank you for rallying and even being able to do a podcast this week. It shows your fortitude, strength, and character that you were able to even do a podcast this week, even though you were a bit subdued, because how could you not be? I actually told the nurse upon checkout, or what do they call that when they, when you leave? Discharge. Discharge. Don't make any jokes. That I did all of this just so I could get the COVID test. It's either wait online for eight hours or crash your bicycle, break your ribs, puncture your lungs, mess up your shoulder, and get a concussion. I think and I'm negative, by the way. Choice. Yeah. So. All right. Well, listen, thank you for the discussion. Kurt and I will be back next week with another brand new episode of Smart Drivel. Uh, Until then, we hope your week is filled with smart dribble. And please, Kurt, if our listeners have any big little pains of their own to share, what do you recommend they do? Social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn even, or our website, smartdribble.com. Please let us know because we enjoy the engagement, the repartee, the back and forth, the chitta chatta. Actually, just knowing that we're not alone is what we enjoy. I thought you were going to say they should get on their bikes, ride it on an index card, get on their bikes, <laughs> bring them on over. But That's you went so the social media route instead. I saw a guy riding a bike today and I was like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. And we glad we are glad you're here and we're glad you listened. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.